Say with me, hunger. Say expectation. The anointing, uh, the anointing can only really move to the level of uh, what the expectation in a room is there for. Meaning that Jesus was in a room teaching. The Bible says, uh, I believe it is in Luke, in the book of Luke, where he was sitting and the Bible says that the room was filled with teachers of the law and uh, Pharisees and Sadducees. And as he was teaching and preaching, the power of God was present to heal, yet it healed no one. Are you guys with me? The power of God was present to heal, yet it healed no one. And there was some that was outside that broke through a roof and they said, but wait, if we can break through, we can get in. They touched the healing, but the healing was never for them. The healing were for those who were inside the room. Yet none were able to grab a hold of it. Which tells me there's a mindset, a tradition or a religion that has the ability to nullify the power of God. For people not to be able to receive what God has for them. Are you guys with me? And for those who are watching, I believe we are live on, on our platforms. On, 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 on my platforms, not sure. Uh, but for those who are watching live, I want you to share the broadcast. Tag somebody, we're just starting off with this revival. And I want you to invite your family, your friends. I know these people that is coming in from far. And, uh, you know, uh, to do what God has done here in a small town is now we're coming from Africa. So uh, that means if you're black and I'm white, that I'm also black because we are African-American, actual African-American. I know with all these terms, people can get so offended. It is okay, relax. Are you guys with me? And uh, with where we're coming from, there's no racist bone in our body. Uh, there's no racist bone in, or, or uh, a drop of blood in our lives. It is just how we live. We don't see color like Paul says. Uh, we are neither male nor female, Jew nor Greek. We are one blood, we are flesh of his flesh, bone of his bone, spirit of his spirit, whom we are on the cross. We have one blood that we are sharing. Are, are you guys with me? So I want, listen, I want this conference, or we call it conference, you guys call it revival, for there to be a measure of grace that is going to be released to you. Say with him, measure of grace. Grace is what causes growth to come. It's not the anointing. I'm gonna say it again. The anointing doesn't cause growth. I've seen many ministers that are anointed, yet they have five people in their church for 10 years. It is grace that gives a person the ability to stretch, whether it is business, whether it is ministry, financially, say with the grace. Grace is not the license not to sin. Grace is not the ability where it just comes with forgiveness. Grace is a measure. Are, are you guys with me? Grace is a measure. Grace is a, uh, is it, uh, how do you guys usually, you stand on top there, do you stand down here? I think put this down here, if it is okay. Grace, say with me, a measure. So I want us to begin to lay the foundation when, uh, uh, when it comes to, when it comes to uh, grace, how God is going to, what God is going to do. I think just the one is fine. Uh, thanks. Thanks a lot. Just give me that one. Um, grace is what causes expansion and I'm gonna, we're not going to be long this morning uh, because uh, we got tonight's service still and uh, tonight we want to minister to you, we want to prophesy, I don't believe we're going to do it this morning so much, I want to lay a foundation so tonight we're going to get into the gifts, the workings of the Spirit, we'll get into grace being released and uh, God uses a person not because of their ability or their talent he looks at them. He doesn't look at any gifting, any ability, any talent. And he bestows grace upon them. While others disapprove, God approves. There's a lot of religion in this city, in this town. I remember when we were here in, uh, in 2013. It was uh, 2013. It was, uh, 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 we were ministering at a church close by, I believe. And uh, it was so much so much religion or tradition i don't think we are live are we live uh, let me just sorry i just want to confirm that we are live oh yeah we are sorry 
it's my stuff that's just a bit slow. And uh, we, uh, we, we, you know, and I'm sure you guys know it, but a lot of times you can be trapped in a, in a, um, how can I say it, a, a circumstance or your environment. And unless you are taken out of that environment, that becomes your reality. Unless you moved out of your environment, it becomes your reality. And you think that is what it is. That is a life. Yet, if you move out, you realize, but wait, you know, it's like uh, people in South Africa, they stuck in South Africa. Yet South Africa is the size of Texas. So their mind isn't stretched to the ability where they can understand, but wait, how big the United States is. But then you can get to USA and you can have people that live in a state their whole lives in one state. And they don't understand what it is to get out. So their mind isn't expanded. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. There's a capacity in your spirit that God will begin to stretch once grace is imparted to you. Now tonight we're going to get into a message that is very important and a revelation that I'm going to open up. This morning I want to touch on grace and that is really it. Uh, the measure of grace. A dimension of grace that can be opened. It takes a few things. Say with you the laying on of hands. It is one thing to open grace upon somebody is when hands are laid. Now the church has made mistakes. They have allowed pastors, pastors, pastors to plant the church and not prophets and apostles. Pastors don't have the grace if somebody just have a pastoral gift. They don't have the grace what it is to pioneer or advance. They are there to shepherd. Now some people might think, okay, but uh, you know, a church of 200 is large. It's small. It is small. I, 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 um, I have met a, a lot of ministers in the United States and so on. And, and we went to a lot of things coming from South Africa. We thought, man, we're going to be impressed. And uh, uh, we went from church to church. And, uh, and man, we thought we we're going to be impressed. And uh, we were sorely disappointed. I'm not speaking of Encounter. I'm speaking of other churches we went to. We were very disappointed because on TV it looks great. And then you get there, you're like, oh my God, what is happening here? We're from a third world country, but, you know. Uh, I'm just speaking truth to you guys. Because you can, you can become comfortable in a situation. It becomes your reality. And there's nothing that stretches you beyond. How does a person get rich? Every business person that is in this place. Business is faith. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. As ministry is faith, business is faith. You go out, you create a product. You have faith that somebody's going to buy that product. Yeah, you do research. You do these things. But unless you stretch, unless you say, I'm going to employ employees that I cannot afford. Are you guys with me? I come from the streets. I lived on the streets. I was a drug addict living on the streets. I was expelled out of one school, went to another one, expelled out of that school, then they allowed me back in. I was told you will be nowhere. Yet, everyone in our school, everyone, without exception, in our, let's say my grade, that I, do they call it grades here, like, like grades? Uh, uh, I know in Zimbabwe they call it form and so on, but here it's grades. So we were in, the grade we were in, without exception there's not one person that has more money than me in our whole grade. please don't go silent when we boast about money it is the bible says god rejoices about your prosperity okay? so if you want to like uh, not rejoice it's fine but if you rejoice you in god's class because he rejoices about your prosperity so what am i saying we are not fed with a silver spoon in South Africa, if you're white, you don't make it anywhere. Don't listen to the news. <laughs> I don't, uh, I, I'm serious. Okay, you can't have business. Everything, because why? Racist, racist politics and race politics and so on. But uh, 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 and laws that they've brought in. Meaning that we have seen, I've seen fellow, uh, they will know, people that are white. It's like they, they became, when the country was predominantly white, they became comfortable because they had certain businesses where there will be one contract that will feeding them that will feed them and they became so comfortable in that one contract and all of a sudden when the laws changed it was taken away 
and they lost everything. Why? They became comfortable in that one area. Like Pharaoh said, when the frogs and the plagues were there and God wanted to remove the frogs and Pharaoh said, no, 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 do it tomorrow. One more night with the frogs, meaning I'm comfortable in my situation where I'm at. I've become comfortable in a one bedroom or a two bedroom flat. It's okay. There's nothing that drives me or pushes me beyond or pushes me forward. Are you guys with me? So what do you do? You put your, yourself in a place that stretches everything beyond. You, put, you, you drive a car that you know you can never afford. Not, I'm not saying purchasing. I'm saying you put yourself in the thing. You drive it. Because your spirit will remember that moment. And it will provoke you to say, but how can you stay where you're at if you've tasted? For we have tasted the presence of the Lord. Are you guys with me? Taste and see. Say with me, taste and see. There's nothing that you will be able, when you are with God, when your spirit has tasted that I mentioned, what used to be prosperity to you becomes normal now. I have what I have today because I prayed for it. Are you guys with me? I have today what I have because I've sowed for it. We were living in a two-bedroom flat, me and him. My wife also, of course, and his girlfriend at the time. Uh, we were living in a two-bedroom flat. He lived in a garage. My other bedroom had to be my prayer room and my study. I said, he can live in the garage. And uh, now God is prospering him. They have a church in Cape Town. Uh, it is... But nobody can say, you know, we have these attackers every day on internet that we have been fed with a silver spoon or this or it. Nobody has made open up one door in ministry for us in the beginning. Nothing. Zilts. No scent was given to us. There was one thing that there was and it's desperation, hunger for the presence of God. Where God's glory is, His finances will be poured out. When grace is enlarged, expanded, Everything about you will expand. Are you guys with me? The way you walk. Listen, when Joseph came walking down. Now don't worry, I'm going to get to scripture now. I know some people are thinking, but he's, he's just preaching prosperity. Not, no, I'm provoking you. Are, are you guys with me? I'm provoking you. And I'm just starting off. We just came out of holidays, so I'm just building it up. To tonight, Monday night, Tuesday night. And... Uh, but your spirit has to be at a place where it is expanded. That happens when grace is put upon you. Now in religion, grace has been taught. People don't even know what grace is. They just think the grace of God, meaning it's the forgiveness of God. That's what they think grace is. No. Grace is a measure. When grace comes on you, favor is increased. The blessing, the tangible, palpable blessing of God is upon you where people will look the bible says that great grace was upon the apostles say with a great grace and they did great signs wonders and miracles they moved in great power because great grace was upon them are, are you guys with me so when great grace comes on you there will be power that is manifested people will be attracted towards you there are things that is attracted towards grace and i'll give you right now are you guys with me say with me grace i want your mind shift to shift regarding grace that it is not the anointing you need the anointing comes where grace is the anointing comes when somebody is in their purpose you cannot increase in anointing there's no verse in scripture that says you can increase in anointing. You increase in grace and the anointing comes. The anointing is in you. What you feel and think is the anointing is simply grace that is increased upon you. Where grace is increased, numbers increases. We have never, when we planted, we have never prayed for church growth. We have never... Uh, we have never, uh, I now understand South Africa is a bit of a bigger way in relation to churches. Although United States is supposed to be more of a godly country. Uh, uh, 
we have large numbers in South Africa when it comes to church numbers, but we also have people with five people in their churches. But uh, we never struggle. I have friends that would, oh my gosh, I mean, they would, they would work 24 hours a day in ministry, counseling people 24 hours a day, yet see nothing happening in their church. And then you have us where we kind of like uh, not doing anything, um, and yet God decided to put His hand on us in South Africa and we have just seen an explosion of numbers everywhere and and then you know I would speak to these friends of mine and they would say uh, they would say uh, 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 they would be confused as to how as to how um, we do it yet the only way I can explain to them is there's a measure of grace that's it there's nothing that we do. There's not a principle this or a strategy this or a system this or we have done one, two, three or we have prayed so much or read the word so much. No, it's grace. When God's grace comes upon you, the impossible becomes possible. When God's grace comes upon you, it is when you don't even try. Things comes with an ease towards you. Are you guys with me? Say with me grace. So let's go to, in fact, let's go to uh, Ephesians 4 verse 7. Do they put it on the screen? Do they put it on the screen? Ephesians 4 verse 7. Uh, but to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Say with you, the measure of Christ's gift. Say grace was given. So God gives grace according to something. Are you guys with me? What is, so if he says grace is given according to something, according to Christ's gift, but only Christ's gift, the measure of Christ's gift. So grace works in measures. There are some people that are just has a lot of grace, which means they attract certain things to them. They'll attract finances to them without even working hard. It just comes. Are you guys with me? I want you to understand grace does not come by works. It comes by receiving, having a revelation. I'm going to share two things this morning. How does grace come and what does it give? Are you, are you guys with me? Maybe it sounds boring. Maybe it sounds, uh, maybe it sounds, but let me tell you, without grace, nothing is going to happen. You're going to peak in high school. Or peak in university and that's about it mm. now they say that statistically it's proven that only two opportunities come to you in life one when you are 21 I'm serious and another one maybe when you're 30 maybe but when you live a life of grace when grace is resting on you as a measure you have opportunities when you wake up in the morning because His mercies are new every morning. Mercy is the same as grace in relation to the, how the Greek explains it. Please understand. I understand it means different, but it has a same uh, foundational word when it comes to the Greek as grace. Also, favor is the same as grace. Say with me, grace. So the anointing is one thing people strive for, but they cannot get it unless grace is increased. What is grace? Grace is somebody taking a microphone and it feels like they are struggling. Well, that's no grace. When grace comes, they can take a microphone, yet it's easy. What is the anointing? It is when you take a microphone, if you don't have the anointing, and you sing, but it sounds like the speakers are off. Then the anointing comes because of grace. And when they take the microphone, it sounds like there's an amplifier on it. Are you guys with me? It affects the atmosphere. The anointing is inv invisible, yet it's tangible. That if you leave this place, things can happen at home because of the anointing. The anointing can be transferred. It can get into this cloth. It is tangible. Are you guys with me? But without grace, it does not come.
so go Ephesians 4 verse 7. So it says grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Next verse. So what is Christ's gift? Listen to this. He gave gifts. Say with me, He gave gifts to men. Next verse. Next verse. Uh, let's go to verse 11. I want you to see what is the gifts. And he himself, Christ, gave gifts. He gave some to be, say with the apostles, some prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. So he says, grace is given according to the measure of these gifts. Of an apostle, a prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Are you guys with me? So you can have a pastor in town that might have never been called as one, not be in the fivefold, and grace cannot be extended to people. Which means that people cannot be free that sits under him. They cannot receive revelation. Their eyes are blinded from the truth. Are you guys with me? They are, they are, uh, they are blinded in the spirits it's like a veil that is put over their eyes and they are unable to see any revelation simply because grace is not extended so when grace is missing it is because the gift in the pulpit is not an actual gift or the measure is small on their lives so that person has to pray for God's grace but if there's no grace gift that's why we call it grace gifts if there's no grace gift on them they cannot extend grace to others but now listen to this one of the only ways grace comes to a person is through Christ's gifts are, are you guys with me that is why if you find a town you can find small towns in the states that has not embraced the apostolical prophetic everything will be limited from revelation to miracles signs and wonders finances everything will be limited why the church limits it are you guys with me now i hope that uh, your level of receiving is not limited by the fact that uh, there's this uh, white boy standing in front of you and because all you got when you grew up is that uh, you know I, and that begins to limit the reception of revelation or the reception of your spirit in the spirit there's no white or black when I look at Pastor Kevin I don't see black I don't see you know other words which I told we're not allowed to use here which we're allowed to use in South Africa but uh, I, I, if people look at me they're not so if I look at him I see pink I don't see white you'll get it you'll get it when you're home okay it's it's fine you'll get it when you're home Color is just a superficial thing. Never let that be a, you know, I heard or Pastor Kevin told me how ministers here get upset if a church has white or black people in it. They should go to hell. Relax, okay? It's just a state. People are like, how dare is a prophet? Now these words is going to cause those people to, I didn't know I was God, that my words are so powerful that it, because people write that stuff on Facebook. You just make a joke. And they're like, you're a prophet. Your words, now your words is going to come to pass. Please, don't be so religious. Are you guys with me? Um, religion, anyway, is like French kissing a rhinoceros backside. I won't use the other word. Uh, uh, I won't use the other word, which we use in South Africa. But uh, that's what religion is. Just stuck up and pretends. The Holy Ghost works at people who are genuine and real, who doesn't pretend. Are you, are you guys with me? Some people, when they meet us, they, they, they try to... That's, that's pretense. Be yourself. The Holy Ghost comes because if you pretend to be somebody else, and then when you pray and you need something, the Holy Ghost is like, uh, I don't know who's who, your Instagram looks like this. Your, uh, you look like this when you're praying. You act like this one. The miracle goes to the wrong one. Say grace. Grace comes when there is no pretense, 
when things are at an ease, when the Holy Ghost can use you. Peter, James, Peter and John was uneducated, untrained men. Yet they were preaching with such boldness that when the anointing came upon them, they said, listen here, these guys look and talk and dress like Jesus. The presence around them is like Jesus. Even when Judas came to betray Christ and he took the leaders and the, and the, and the soldiers, he took them to, 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 to the garden. They said, listen here, point out who he is. Go towards, he said, okay, the one whom I will kiss, he is the one. But hold on, they were following him from he was young. If you know anything about history, the uh, 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 Pontius Pilate wrote journals about men who would go and follow him and they would keep records, spying on him when he was preaching on the streets, spying on him when he was with a prostitute, when he was with a tax collector. They knew exactly who Jesus was. Why would they need somebody to point him out in the Garden of Gethsemane if they knew exactly who he was? Because they had the same spirit and DNA. The Holy Ghost that was upon him was upon the others. That when they would have looked, they would have seen Jesus, 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 Jesus. Camouflaged in his anointing. Are you guys with me? So there's an anointing that flows when DNA is right. Are you guys with me? Ephesians 4 verse 7. So say with the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. These are the gifts that God uses to extend His grace. Please, grace does not mean forgiveness. Forgiveness means forgiveness. Are you guys with me? Grace is a measure that is given to you to accomplish something. Grace empowers. Grace is favor that comes to you. He said, we can say that that person has grace. Just the way they walk. Just the way they do things. They do it gracefully. When grace is upon you, you don't struggle. You don't beg. Things come. But how does grace come? Through Christ's gifts. Are you guys with me? Meaning that the measure of the gift of Christ is the measure that grace will flow. The reason why maybe you are battling, let's say uh, you've just been battling financially for how many years? You don't have a concept with God. Just come to church uh, and you just uh, leave church and it's like, "Ah, it was just on Sunday. There can be two reasons. Either you just don't want to be or you're in a place that doesn't open up the word. When I say open up the word by revelation, by grace, it is the word that changes. Are you guys with me? So go Romans 1 verse 11. Let let me, let me, let me, let me, let me do this. Uh, How does grace come? How does grace come to a person? Let me give you four or five points. Before you go Romans 1 verse 11, go to Ephesians 4, 7. How does grace, how does a person receive grace? Is it getting on my knees and praying for grace? No. People pray for grace because they think it's forgiveness. Grace is not forgiveness. Grace is a measure. Grace is a part of God that is put into you. There are unbelievers that have grace. It's just not, it's just not uh, discovered. It's just not sanctified. Are you guys with me? Grace comes from before you were born already, meaning that the prophet Jeremiah was called to be a prophet long before he was formed in his mother's womb. So there was grace on him. But once he steps into a place of sanctification, but if he hasn't, there'll be influence that have gone to him even before he was saved. How do people get get onto a world stage or get influence? It's grace. Are you guys with me? So grace is relative to calling. Grace takes a person from being called to being chosen. Grace is a, is a form of influence that you will have. Uh, so how does grace come? Number one, say with a covering. The covering that you have when it comes to church, the level and the measure that grace is upon their lives is the measure that grace will come upon me. 
Ephesians 4, 7. Are you guys with me? Number two, how does grace come? So with the importation. Go Romans 1, 11. Romans 1, 11. For I long to see you. Paul is saying, I have this earnest desire and desperation to see you that I may import to you. Say with the import. The word import is import. It's two words. I am and import. Uh, it's in the Greek is meta didonai. The word meta means to be with. And didonai means to importation, to partake. Port. So the word import means I need to be with something or with someone for importation to take place. The moment Jonathan left David's side, he died. Are you guys with me? The moment Moses took off the ephod from Aaron, he dropped down dead. Why? Covering has been removed. An association has been removed. I'm not saying death comes. I'm speaking of grace, a measure of grace. If there's a place where God has called you and you feel but things are just working out and you step out of that grace, you'll be striving and sweating and toiling and nothing will be working. For Paul is saying, for I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established are you guys with me say established so he says i long i have a desire to see you so that i can import to you so how does importation take place say desire, desire. importation cannot and will not take place without the recipient having hunger and the giver having hunger are you guys with me i've prayed for people uh, many times we don't pray or lay hands on people if there's not a hunger because it's a waste of time and it's a religious show that goes on unless somebody has a desperation if you lay hands it'll be a waste of God's gift if people take offense it is okay I'll be out on Wednesday I'm leaving okay when Jesus went to his own hometown he could not lay he could not do any great miracle except lay his hands on a few and some get healed not all so jesus who's the son of god god in the flesh was limited by people's belief god who is the who is the omnipotent the all-powerful omniscient all-knowing omnipresent everywhere at the same time was limited by the way that people wanted to receive him or not why in his own hometown they saw him as the carpenter's little boy that's it joseph the carpenter's little boy uh, sorry joseph the carpenter's little boy they just saw him as the son of a carpenter they didn't see him as the christ because of it god was limited within him and he could just lay his hands on some meaning that the laying on of hands is the inferior way of healing are you guys with me laying on of hands is an inferior way when we lay hands on people it is inferior peter was in the book of acts he said he recorded the story he said when i spoke the bible of course it says when peter spoke his words fell on them and the Holy Ghost fell on them and they all began to pray in other tongues without him laying hands there's a dimension of speaking a dimension of preaching where you just speak and somebody can receive are you guys with me where it goes at a distance where the centurion came to Jesus and says no 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 you don't have to come to my house just speak a word and I know my servant will be healed just speak a word it is speaking faith it is the ability to do something over a distance so laying on of hands is an inferior way are you guys with me we do it because the body of christ is inferior in certain areas they are limited they are immature in many areas so their mind is just that that one has to lay hands on me 
for them to sit and think but wait I can receive it in my chair is difficult and that's where grace comes in so say importation so it comes by covering it comes by importation number three go with me to Ephesians uh, go to Philippians 1 7 Philippians 1 7 just listen to this just as it is right for me to think this of you all because I have you in my heart in as much as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel you all are partakers of my grace say with me partakers of my grace so Paul is saying listen here be ye partakers of my grace mm. give me let me let me get another verse say partakers just get it here put on I think it is 1 Peter that might be 2 Peter let's put on 2 Peter uh, 1 verse let me read from two. Two Peter one verse two. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge. Say with it, be multiplied. So how does grace come? Number one, say covering. And number two, say uh, importation. And number three, say partaking. There's a way to partake of something which requires a hunger and a desperation in you. It requires your spirit to have the ability to grab a hold of, to be tenacious, to have a holy desperation. You know, a preacher especially if they're prophetic they can preach and while they're preaching they can feel who is pulling or who is not and those who are pulling have the ability or have faith in them you can only pull by faith it is your knower that is activated that puts a demand on something the lady with the issue of blood says she the Bible says she spoke within herself she said if I could only touch the hem of his garment I know I will be made well. What did she do? She said to the Lord, I don't even have to touch him. I don't have to speak to him. I just touch his hem. And I know if I do it, you will heal me. And she repeated it to herself, which means she spoke to a spirit man. Your spirit man sits by your diaphragm. Because out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. When I preach, I preach out of here not out of here everything I'm preaching now I just sat in the car and wrote while I came in everything comes Jesus is out of your belly not out of your mind not out of your heart out of your belly why it is the place where your spirit dwells it is and to locate it in a physical way it is by your diaphragm are you guys with me so be a partaker a partaker is your spirit being so desperate being able to place a hold faith onto a gift or a mantle and so I'm not leaving this place I'm not leaving this revival until my situation is shifted it is not this white boy that is standing in front of you that can change anything it is the grace that is on my life We've had people, I remember there was a testimony of a guy in our church. He was a uh, COO of a, or CFO of a great, very big banking uh, company, organization in South Africa. And uh, before the shift took off race politics and so on, he lost his job and a terrible thing happened on his life and he lost everything, everything. 
and uh, he had maybe three thousand dollars left on his name and he came to my house and he brought this money this gift and he sat in front of me and he said uh, uh, before he actually gave it to us he came just for counseling or just for us to see him and see if we pray for him and I was thinking man that nothing is gonna happen to you that's what I was thinking are you guys okay you look dead like uh, we go, the prophetic is gonna provoke this week eh? so you can get upset you can get upset you can get uh, 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 I don't know what American words there is rowdy I don't know I don't know uh, <laughs> Because if I swear innocently, meaning I heard these words that we're not allowed to say here, just forgive us, just say, uh, you know, I, I just use the excuse, listen, we, we're African. If everybody has, a, anyone has a problem with us in the USA, I'm like, I don't know, I'm, I'm, you know, these other ministers had problems because I was talking to another minister, I'm like, I'm African, I don't know anything. I don't know your, your politics. Uh, so uh, apparently there's some words for white people that you're not allowed to say. That for us is just like the same as fireworks, yeah. you know, like seriously. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I'll be decent, I'll obey. Um, you know, Paul swore, but anyway, let's leave that one for another time. Uh, where, where were we now? What I was about to say. Yeah, so he came, he began to speak and he told a situation I thought you're going to nothing in my mind I'm thinking nothing is going to happen here and uh, I'm looking in the natural jobs for him and we're trying to phone people and getting connections and I'm like Ugh. and then he pulls out this gift uh, all his money he said look uh, he says prophet I believe in you and the gift and the grace in your life I'm sitting there I'm thinking the fear of God first came on me uh, it's not a lot of money, but it is everything that he had. And I remember taking that, I went to my room and I got on my knees and I just prayed. I said, Lord, I said, if you don't do something here, I said, I said, I'm already embarrassed. I've already lost my reputation, but I said, if you don't do something here, this person is not going to believe in you. And, uh, and I left, I, I had to receive the money. You know, when ministers can't receive, it means they don't have the grace on their life to accomplish what has to be accomplished. I had somebody, a friend of mine, or an associate of mine, telling me that somebody came and gave them $100,000, but they feel guilty. They don't want to receive it. I said, you shouldn't receive it. And they said, why not? I said, because you don't have the grace to receive it. Something is convicting you. Elisha said to Gehazi, is it the time to have received? He said, why have you gone off to the king? It's not the time to receive. And just the fact that you can't, it is God saying that you cannot bring a solution to that person's problem. And they anyway took the money, as any minister would do. Uh, well, most would do because they can't. Know. Many are off the money, trust me. We've had, uh, we had one young guy uh, that he knows came into our office, also gave a big amount like this. But, you know, you can get a seed or you can get a bribe. And, uh, and I remember I took the money. It was a big amount for a young man like that. And he said to me these words, he said, this is my tithe. And as I took it, the Lord said to me, it's not his tithe. It's all his money. And it, there's a wrong motive there. And he walked out. I said, now call him back. And I was upset and I'm not going to say what I did or so. And I just put the money back. I said, this is not for me. I said, why did you lie to me? He says, what do you mean lie? I said, this is not your tithe. This is, he says, no, I got blessed. And I said, but this is not your tithe. He says, no, but this is all my money. I said, that's not a tithe. It's all your money. So what is your motive? No, a person can do it, but there was a wrong motive. I've given all my money many times. Trust me, many times. We've sowed a lot. We have, uh, we've emptied our accounts and sowed, and we would always sow into somebody that has. You see, many many people have made mistakes especially in the states they would they would think let's make, let my tithe go to the poor let my tithe help a homeless person the tithe is holy the root and the tithe is holy it has to go up it has to honor goes up 
Because what the tithe touches is what you will reap. Are you guys with me? I know it's going to fight some mindsets, some poverty mindsets, but it is okay. Because people will feel it until they learn the lesson. We can give an offering, yes, and help and give, and we must help anybody that we can. But when it comes to the tithe, God is like, no one touches the tithe. That one is holy. That one belongs to my house. Okay. And then people wonder, but why are they not blessed? There are simple principles that is not obeyed or followed. And once those things are shifted, things will just come into alignment in your life, in every area. Are you guys with me? I came off the streets. Like I said, there is no privilege where we come from. There's no job opportunity. There's no job safety. There's no security. I didn't study anything. Even if I did in South Africa, there's no security in that regard. Nothing whatsoever. Yet God's grace chose because why? We followed a principle when it comes to giving. We didn't even think we were going to reap. We didn't know there was money in this thing. We just loved Him. We wanted to give God everything we have. We wanted more of His presence. And when we seek His kingdom, everything shall be added unto you. Are you guys with me? So, so this person came and they gave the gift. I went into my room. It was the first day. And the Monday they came and they said, now they sent their CV to about 900 places and all rejected them. 900. Without, the person was going for a whole year, sending, sending, sending. And they all got rejected. The Monday, the same place where he was let go of, hired him for a similar position that he was in, in another branch of this. And everything was restored back. What is that? There was nothing that I could have done with that. It is a grace. It is a measure. It goes beyond us. Are, are you guys with me? You know, people that pray for healing, and, and we pray for healing, he prays for healing a lot, will tell you it's got nothing to do with you. There's not some hand you're waving or uh, something you're blowing. It just happens. It is grace. That is it. It is just, I mean, we were praying for somebody's knee the other day to get healed. And their knee got healed, but I was still praying, still trying, hoping for this knee to get healed. And the guy began to move his leg and I'm like, no, no, no. And he's trying to take off his leg brace. I'm like, put it back on. And I'm going to say it's not, I'm telling the guy it's not healed and he can't hear me because the sound was loud. So he hears it's healed. And I'm saying it's not healed, like, you know. And he takes off the, <laughs> off the leg brace and he starts walking. But what is it? Grace. So how do I get it? Say covering, impartation, say partaking. So grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ. Say with me the knowledge. So how do I get grace? By revelation. Having a knowledge of God. Say with me, revelation. The more revelation I get, the more grace is extended to me. And God chooses to whom He gives revelation. You can sit in a church here and, and people can get revelation, other cannot. He chooses to whom He opens up His mysteries. He says, to you, the mystery of the kingdom has been given, but unto them it has not been given. Next verse. As His divine power has given to us all things, that pertain with me all things. What is this? Grace that's given us all things pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by glory and virtue. Next verse by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers, say with the partakers, of His divine nature. Meaning that there's a way to partake of the nature that is in God. Paul is saying in the book of Philippians earlier, he says there's a way to partake of the grace that is upon my life. There are some that can partake, others that cannot partake. Are you guys with me? Hmm. Go with me to uh, 
Go with me to 2 Peter 3 verse 18. 2 Peter 3 verse 18. Listen to this. But grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So they grow in grace. So he says, grace and mercy be multiplied unto you. Number one, we celebrated earlier. And then right now he says, grow in grace. Meaning there's a dimension of grace that you have, but you can grow in it. Once you grow in it, things begin to happen. Go to Zechariah 4, 7. I'm just throwing out some verses here. Just to get, lay a kind of like a foundation because I believe God is going to do something in expanding grace. Zechariah 4, 7. Say with you, grace. What does grace do? So I told you how to get grace. What does grace do? He says, who are you? O great mountain, before Zerubbabel, you shall become plain, and he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of, say with a grace, 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 say it again, say grace, grace, he says mountain, you will be made plain, so that great, why, say grace, grace has the ability to cause every mountain to become straight. I don't know if you guys understand what I'm saying. It has the ability to remove walls in front of you. It has the ability, if there's not a door, for you to go into a window. Every obstacle has, be, has to be removed. Why? Say grace. So what does grace do? It removes mountains. It makes mountains plain. Everything that is a struggle will become easy when there's grace upon you. You know, when Joseph had grace on him, why did he have grace? He was given a mantle by his father called the dream coat. But it was a mantle. Are you guys with me? And as he had the mantle, the moment he received the mantle, dreams came into his life. And when he walked, his brothers looked at him. And they said, the master of dreams is coming. The dreamer of dreams is coming. Let's throw him into a pit. Why? Because he was walking in an attitude of somebody that has grace upon them. Are you guys with me? Some walk like they're in the trailer park. After God has saved them. Uh, bless them they still have that type of uh, you know when the demoniac got delivered the madman of Gadara the Bible says he was dressed in his right mind the first thing that changes about you is the way how you carry yourself and it will make people upset it will make religious spirits upset because why? They want to bring you down to where they are at. And they want to bring you down to a place where they used to know you of. I don't know if you guys are with me. They're like, but 10 years ago you messed up and you were like that. Yes, but 10 years went by. I have repented. The favor of God has come upon me. The hand of God has come upon me. You are thinking of me of 10 years. Jesus, when he was in his own hometown, they say, but you're Joseph's little boy. Yes back then in the meantime Luke 4 18 happened the Spirit of the Lord came upon me and he has anointed me to preach the gospel John baptized me and the Spirit of the Lord descended upon me are you guys with me everything changed and people want to bring and hold you down to where you are at have your seats have your seats are you guys with me so what will they do Grace gives you the ability to walk in a fashion. It is like, a, you know, we come from, uh, not from being fed with a silver spoon, we come from literally nowhere. And then when you're given an opportunity where let's say, you know, you're flying, uh, in South Africa we have economy, which I believe is like coach, and then you have business or so. And I remember the first time we flew business. 
you don't deserve it somebody maybe got you the ticket or something like that but you walk like you you've done it your whole life you know it's not nothing of pride nobody knows you 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 humble you know you don't deserve this but there's a grace there's an air, an air upon you an ease upon you where you it's just like you know you walk past the queues and it's you just carry yourself differently if you don't think of like that just get the what do I in South Africa we say just get the trailer park out that's in South Africa I don't know what is in, in, in redneck I'm not sure where's where's Curtis, where's Curtis? Uh, but get that out why because God changes we are high seated in heavenly places that is your position in Christ waiting for your flesh to come and rise up to that place you when you fly business or so it's like every you look at other people you like they look at you and you just walk as if you can't like make all this money you know you don't but your your look changes I, I teach people and I speak to them I'm like just don't, don't act like you are uh, belong still there act like people don't know you so when they look at you they only know what they see so make your eyes just hang a little bit just have that look like you know you're used to this lifestyle although although you know you're not but uh it is what joseph did when the mantle came on him and it made his brothers hate him when the anointing comes on you when grace rests on you it'll give you the ability where you will just walk differently look differently speak differently but it'll make your brothers and your sisters hate you it'll put the spirit of murder in them where they want to kill your dreams or put you down because why you don't deserve it you must come back from how we remembered you or how you used to be just because we are still here and we haven't made it we want to pull you down to where we are at are you guys with me in Christianity that's the most difficult thing to break that barrier once you can know yourself with but by wait it is not wrong of me to accept what God has for me okay are you guys with me so say mountains be plain go for me to uh, so so number one it'll make your mountains plain what will importation do it'll make him uh, sorry what will grace do it'll make mountains plain number two say importation it'll give you importation number three hebrews 4 16 i'll close off now hebrews 4 16 i don't want to go on late so that tonight we can minister and we're going to be ministering the spirit mostly let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace say with you the throne of grace say boldly grace will give you boldness number one it'll give you so number one it'll make the mountains plain number two it'll give you importation number three it'll give you boldness number four it'll give you access say with me access it'll give you the ability to have access into the throne meaning doors that are shut will be opened you will have access with people that you've never had access with number five or wherever we are it gives you it covers you and it equips you Ephesians 4 7 are you guys with me for the apostles prophets evangelists pastors teachers gifts that are given to the body of Christ for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry to bring them to perfection so when grace comes it is there to cover you and to equip you are you guys with me say with me favor when grace comes it will give you favor the word favor is from the Hebrew word shayne c-h-e-y-n which is where we get the English word coin from which means when the Bible speaks of favor it's speaking of literally money nothing else it's like when people want to dilute the word and say no you know brother uh, prosperity doesn't mean uh, money only you know it means the prosperity of your soul just shut up it means money except when the Bible says you'll prosper in your spirit soul and body yeah that verse but don't make the one where Jacob became prosperous until he was very prosperous 
uh, sorry, Isaac, until he was very prosperous and say, no, that was his soul only, you know, his emotional health. No, 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 no. In livestock, lands, properties, that's what it says there. Until he was so wealthy that the kings came to him and the Philistines were threatened and jealous of his prosperity. And the kings came to King Abimelech and said, just leave us, get into another country. You are too great for us. That is not emotional prosperity. Are you guys with me? So let's not change the word for what it is. Are you guys with me? So favor, say with me, shayan, means coin. So when the favor of God comes to you, it means men's hands open up to you. Favor is used interchangeably by grace, with grace. So when grace comes, favor comes. The, uh, 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 uh. The uh, unquestionable, uh, unlimited favor of God, once it comes on you, in fact, the word shayan, which is coin, also speaks of bosom. It was connected. So when they would do trade, they would put it in their bosoms. A bosom was a a satchel that was worn on their clothing where they would carry all their monies in it was like a bank account which they would use for trade when they would travel and shine was connected to bosom which means that when you give it shall be given back to you pressed down shaken together running over shall men come and put into your bosom shall men come and put into your bank accounts shall coins come and flow and favor come and flow into your bank account it comes by grace say with me grace what do you need for business grace once grace expands it gives you the ability for the capacity of your spirit to increase your walk changes your talk changes your ability to receive changes. Are you guys with me? Grace will shift these walls. Grace will cause you to have an influence in the city. Grace takes you beyond borders. It takes you beyond states. All of a sudden your business is known in another state. Are you guys with me? Listen, if you are still local in your business, it's time to shift. The whole world has gone global, but you know, me and my shop, I've got my few customers. Oh. Some pastor thinks because, you know, he's got a hundred people that, that he's got a great platform. And some sucker of a kid in his church, he's got a million TikTok followers. He's got a bigger platform. He says one word. It goes to how many people, and you're still sitting with a mindset. I've got a platform, you know, I'm... Uh, no, 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 no. Times are shifting. Times are changing. We have in South Africa still now churches that refuse to go live stream. And I'm thinking, but you have seen, you know, we have churches that they, 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 they refuse to go live stream or there's nothing happening on their live stream and they fail to do anything about it because they're not faithful with what God has for them. When lockdown, even before lockdown, because we, were, we prophetically saw what is happening, we purchased everything. And then when we went online, we had big numbers before lockdown. When we went online in lockdown, we reached a month, I think it was about, uh, I think it was about uh, 15 million in one month. We now reached 6 million in one month, but 15 million in one month because lockdown was more. And uh, that's no exaggeration, that's actual statistics. I know people blow up their stuff. TV channels blew up, blow up their stuff. No TV channel, we, we're bigger than any TV channel in South Africa. Uh, in, in Christian, Christian channels, just our ministry. And uh, uh, so, 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 but what is it? It is God giving an opportunity and we take it and we be faithful with it and we multiply it because it is an opportunity to reach the world. Yet you'll still have pastors that just, you know, live streaming. No, it's not for us. You're going to have gray heads in your church. And then from the gray heads, you're going to have no church left. If you don't have youth in your church, there's no longevity in your church. The measure and the level of youth in a church determines the longevity of the church. The Gray heads determines the maturity of the church. 
I mean great in a good way. Is that, is that okay? It means wisdom. It's not a derogatory term, okay? So, uh, uh, but uh, people, you know, they, yeah, they, think, they think differently. So, so grace gives you the ability to take a hold of situations. Grace is what came upon Esther when she was 74 years old. And she was in a beauty pageant with 16-year-olds next to her who were trained for one year in perfume and linen and their skin were made perfect for presentation before the king. And Grandmother Esther, 74 years old, stands competing and contesting with them. Yet grace was on her. And the king's eyes was blinded from any beauty of any other one, except looking at Grandmother Esther. Why? Grace constrained his eyes to only see her. When grace is upon you, a job opportunity, they'll only see you when it comes to business when it comes to any situation are you guys with me let's stand to our feet wherever you are we're not going to minister this morning we're going to be ministering tonight and we'll be prophesying ministering to people tonight tomorrow night tuesday night and i believe in revelation of the word we grew our churches simply by the word people don't understand the preachers told us and pastors told us to preach less and to preach uh uh, you know, because we can go five hours back at home. And, uh, and they said, no, just do it 28 minutes. Otherwise, you're going to shrink your church. And we did it 28 minutes and it shrinked our church. And then when we went back to revelation and flowing, our church exploded. Uh, why? The word gives a foundation. Gifts are fine. Anybody can lay hands. We all do that stuff. But that doesn't establish somebody like the word does. The word is crucial. Doctrine is crucial for the person's health. Raise your hands wherever you are. So we're going to get tonight in, in the gifts. Father, I pray, may the anointing of your spirit, may grace and favor be with your people. May it rest upon them. May the glory of God rest upon them. May you open our eyes to revelation tonight, tomorrow night, Tuesday night. That we'll be able to receive and expand to a higher level, to a different level, to a deeper level with you. May you expand our spirits, expand our minds, give us grace and the anointing. Holy Ghost, I pray that you will fall in this place. Let the anointing rest upon many that are here. Open the eyes of the blind, anyone that comes that is new, anyone that comes that is unsaved. You have free way and free reign here. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Come on, let's give a praise offering, church.